Lucius Tarquin stares into the eyes of his aunt and sees her determination, her fervor, to keep the Ironhawks from gaining ascendancy technology. And in that moment, he sees the steps that brought her here. The steps he now follows. The questions about their way of life. The doubts about the future. From the glorious shipyards of Breach to this lonely warehouse on an inhospitable world far in the outlands. Both of them driven by fear and perhaps hope. As Aurelia holds his gaze, Lucius reaches for the iron pendant around his neck, iron forged by the Ascendancy, and grasps it tight. He draws a breath and says, As my hand holds this iron, so my word holds my actions. I vow to stop the Iron Hawks from gaining any more Ascendancy technology. By whatever means I am able, and to do so, I will see Adelie to her home and help her people escape the Iron Hawks there. A light gleams in his aunt's eyes as she nods. Then, as you have sworn, so you shall do. You will take the frigate and go at once. You should come with us, Lucius says. The Iron Hawks will return once they finish looking over that destroyed wreck. Aurelia nods. They will return, but I have a few tasks yet to complete. Don't worry, nephew, I won't allow myself to be trapped by them again. It is time for me to bid Rampart farewell, but my path leads elsewhere, and to that end I will take the folly, I will rendezvous with you at Lodestar. Lucius hesitates. Very well. This frigate does seem like a fine ship. Does it have a name yet? Aurelia smiles. It does. It is born of ascendancy technology and Tarquin ingenuity. It stands against the oppression of the Founder clans. It stands for the future we hope to achieve. It is our Aegis. Welcome back for episode 11 of Errant Adventures. As always, I'm your game master and solo player, Steve Morrison. This week, Lucius leaves Rampart behind to escort Adelie to Viridian, where they must undertake an expedition to convince her order to leave their homeworld. Find out how far they make it on episode 11, Homecoming. All right, so let's go ahead and swear that iron vow that Lucius just swore to his Aunt Aurelia. And to do that, we're going to roll plus heart. And because Aurelia is again a connection, we were able to reform that connection after last episode's events. I get to take plus one. So we're going to start with a plus two for heart and plus one for the connection. So I'm rolling at plus three. We have our first roll of the episode. Here's hoping it's a good one. And it is. I've got a nine on the action die, and I've got a three and a four on the challenge dice for a strong hit. So on a strong hit, we are emboldened. It is clear what must be done, and we're going to take plus two momentum. So my momentum is going to go up to four. 
And I have written out this vow as escort Adelie to Viridian and keep their ascendancy artifact out of the hands of the Ironhawks at whatever cost. And I've set this as a formidable vow. Because we know what has to happen next, and I think what that is, is we get aboard the frigate, the Aegis, and we are going to see Lucius and Lieutenant Mila, the surviving Lodestar soldiers, and Adelie boarding this beautiful ship that is probably a little bit bigger than the Hadrian's Folly. It's definitely got some more weapons to it. It has probably a stronger E-Drive, and it really is this sort of gorgeously designed and built ship that is a testament to Aurelia Tarquin's genius and ingenuity as a, a ship designer. There are definitely signs that there is Ascendancy Tech integrated, and I think one of the aspects of that is the like control seat that Lucius sits in almost has these neural interfaces where he like settles into it and these probes come out and attach to either side of his neck and temples and he has some sort of psychic connection with the ship that uh, will be part of his piloting of the the vessel. So I think that's kind of this advanced technology that was used in the construction of the Aegis. So Lucius and crew board the Aegis and fire it up. It lifts off. We get this image of the ship lifting into the atmosphere of Rampart. And Aurelia is standing outside next to the Hadrian's Folly, which I think is still a little bit damaged. And she's watching as the ship lifts off. And then the Aegis flies up into space, is only in space for a couple minutes, and then jumps into E-Drive and is off on their journey. So I think because I got a strong hit on that Swear the Iron Vow... Instead of doing an expedition to reach Viridian, I think we're just going to do the set a course move, which is basically we're following a known route. I think the route from Viridian to Rampart is known. So we're going to go ahead and make that roll plus supply. And my supply is sitting at three at the moment. But because I'm a navigator... When I set a course, I get to choose one of two options. I can either follow the fastest path and take plus two momentum on a hit, or I can follow the safest path and add plus one to my roll. I definitely think it makes sense for Lucius and Adelie to try and get back as quickly as possible. So I'm going to try and follow the fastest path. So we're just rolling plus three on our journey. Another strong hit with a 9 again on the action die, and then a 6 and a 7 on the challenge dice. So on a strong hit, you reach your destination, and the situation there favors you. Take plus 1 momentum. And because I picked the fastest route as a navigator, I get to add a, an additional 2 to that. So I get plus 3 momentum, which has taken my momentum up to plus 7 already. So this is going great so far. And because we come out of E-Drive... And the situation favors us. 
we know the Iron Hawks are at Viridian, but they are not in scanner range of where the Aegis drops out of E Drive. And so they are essentially alone hovering over this forest world. And as they look at it, there are definitely signs, I think, that the Iron Hawks are present. But because they're not in scanner range, it is definitely a much more calm entrance into the system. So I'm actually going to mark one progress right off the bat there for that strong hit on the set of course. We could have gotten waylaid by things on the way, but instead we were able to get on a good route and make our way to Viridian relatively quickly. Now I'm going to pop over real quick and take a couple looks at this jungle world. So I'm going to roll on that planet oracle. Got 14 so there are expansive rivers and wetlands. And 37, massive canyons. So there are definitely these, of course, huge swaths of jungle that is covering this world. And then we see these massive expanses of rivers that are flowing out and probably like flowing through some of these canyons. And I think it's probably in one of those canyons that Adelie points out a like cave system or something like that, where she says, that's usually where my order is located. I obviously don't know if they have abandoned that particular location, but that's usually where our home was we had a few spots around the planet that we would go to depending on what we were doing, but that was our main living area. And Lucia says, well, let's go in for a closer look and is going to take the Aegis down into the atmosphere and is going to take a quick scan for life signs or for any signs that her order is there. And I think because Adelie is sort of pointing these things out and assisting him and helping him locate her order, he's going to get her connection kind of plus one bonus to that. So we're going to go ahead and gather some information here, which is a wits roll. So that's plus three, and then a plus one for Adelie assisting. So that'll be a plus four to this roll. That is the third six I've rolled in a row on my action die. So things are going to go horribly, horribly awry at some point in the future. But as for right now, we're sitting at another strong hit, 10 on the action die, and a 2 and a 7 on the challenge dice. So we discover something helpful and specific. The path you must follow or action you must take to make progress is made clear. Envision what you learn and take plus two momentum. So I'm going to take that momentum up to nine, and I'm going to go ahead and make a roll on the action and theme to see what the helpful specific thing is that we learned. So for the action, I got a 60, which is learn, and the theme is 44, home. Learn home. Okay. I think as Lucius and Adelie are scanning this cave system, they detect signs of life down there. And maybe there's some sort of specific 
message on some sort of frequency that is not commonly scanned that Adelie knows to look for that they are able to pick up, which shows that her people are still there. And because of that, they are able to send a tight beam communication through to a receiver that Adelie knows is located close to that cave system. And I think somebody from her order actually picks up. And let's find out who that person is from the order. So let's see what their role is in this community. So I'm going to roll on the character role oracle. Uh, I've got a seven, which is an assassin. Ooh, all right. That, uh, that's interesting. So this assassin is probably one of the, I'm going to say it's one of the warriors of the order. And they're, they're probably one of the few remaining of this order. And let's find out what their goal is. 86. Roll on action and theme. All right. So I got five, which is aid. Good start. And 99. Aid weapon. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So we already know that Adelie has these mystical abilities that she is a paragon because of the ascendancy technology that they have. This like beacon through which Adelie learned these secrets of the universe that turned her into a paragon. And this assassin is probably one of her teachers, like is somebody who instructed her as she was growing up in this order. And their particular focus is making sure that Adelie is as strong and as able to enact the will of the order as possible. So we need we need to figure out a little bit more about this person. So I'm going to roll on some aspects here. 10, boastful. Okay. 8, apathetic. Interesting. And 86, successful. So boastful, apathetic, and successful. Clearly, he was very good at his job and didn't care who learned about it. But I'm curious about that apathetic aspect, and I think that may be that he's sort of reached a point of fatalism where he doesn't know that they can actually get out of this situation that they're in. I say he, but I don't know. I actually don't know. So I'm going to go for a straight 1 through 33 is male, 34 through, what would it be, 66, 67, something like that. Uh, is female and uh, 67 on is non-binary. So 27. Okay, so it is a man. We also need a name for this gentleman, Benedict. That's a good assassin name. So this is Brother Benedict. Adelie sends this communication down to the order and the calm chimes as a response comes through and a man appears on the view screen I think he's definitely a little bit older, maybe like mid-50s, has some gray in his hair, and he looks through the screen and says, Adelie, is that you? What ship is that? That's not the ship we sent you out on. What happened to the others? And Adelie says, Benedict, it's a long story, but suffice to say, I've returned 
and I come with allies from Lodestar. But it's very important that we gather the artifact and leave quickly with as many people as we can gather. I don't understand. We're not leaving anywhere, Adley. You see, I've killed at least a dozen of those Ironhawk soldiers they've sent down hunting for us, and I'm looking to kill a few more before I go. Now, why don't you land and come back in and we'll talk about what's going on. Demetrius will want to be talking to you. Adelie says, very well, we will land. And Lucius can see, I think, some trepidation in her voice and in her posture as the name Demetrius is mentioned. And as the calm clicks off, Lucius looks over at her and says, who's this Demetrius? And Adelie says, He's the leader of the order and is the one who sent me on my mission to Lodestar. He is a difficult taskmaster. And Lucius says, look, I know that family is complicated. I get that. I I do. But you don't have to go back to them. Like, we can just get the technology and go those who want to come with us are more than welcome but you're not responsible for them and adelie says but i am what they made me and i think i owe them something and lucia sort of scratches his head a little bit and says i don't know that's how that works but i guess i can't argue with you about that i i don't i don't know Let's find a spot to land, and we'll figure it out. As the Aegis comes down and finds a landing spot close to where the entrance to this cave system is, I think we can go ahead and mark another progress for actually being able to arrive on Viridian and locate members of the Order. So the crew disembarks. We've got Lucius, we've got Adelie, we've got Lieutenant Mila, and I would say a couple of soldiers from Lodestar. One or two are going with them, and then the other like one or two who survived are going to stay back on the ship to keep it safe. And Lucius and Adelie and the Lodestar soldiers walk along the edge of this large canyon looking down at this rushing river that's running deep beneath and this like verdant green jungle that is surrounding this entire area. And Lucius is like, wow, it is actually quite beautiful here. And Adelie says, it is, isn't it? I used to dream about running away into those jungles, but the dangers within, well, I was always too afraid. And she sort of looks longingly at the the vast jungles. When they reach the cave system, I think Benedict is standing there waiting. And he probably has this long arm rifle slung over one shoulder. Uh, you can see there are a couple other weapons across his body. And he goes, welcome back, Adelie. It's good to see you made it. Who are these others? And Adelie introduces them, and he kind of 
looks over like past Lucius and sees the soldiers from Lodestar and sort of nods to them. Uh, I think he definitely doesn't sense any sort of threat from Lucius. And Adelie says, should we go see Demetrius? Yeah, let me take you into him. And they proceed into the cave system. And I think, I think as they are entering in the caves and walking through this labyrinthine set of tunnels, there are signs of life here. There are signs of, of living quarters. And I think they pass a few people here and there. As they're walking, Lucius gets the sense that there are a lot fewer people that he sees than there are who should like take up this space. And he remembers what Adelie said about the crew of the ship that sent her to Lodestar was a decent number of their order. And those who remain are somewhat diminished. Benedict leads them through this cave system and they eventually come out in this chamber where there is like a a small waterfall that is flowing out of the rocks and falling into a pool. And there is this reed thin man in kind of flowing robes crouched by the water peering into it almost as though he's trying to see some sort of vision in the ripples in the water. And as they enter, he stands up in a smooth motion and turns towards them and says, Adley, you've returned to us. I'm so pleased to see you alive. Although I wonder what happened to our brothers and sisters we sent with you. Why are you the only one to return, and why on this strange vessel, I wonder? Please, illuminate these things for me. And Adelie explains the course of her journey, being caught out by the Ironhawk cruiser, the ship being destroyed, her being basically pushed into an escape pod and sent off as the ship was trying to fend off the iron hawks and then the subsequent meeting of lucius and reaching lodestar and the interactions with the clan leader there and demetrius is standing there and goes hmm i see well i am glad to hear that you were able to make contact with lodestar that bodes well for our future but i am unsure what you mean by the fact that you've returned to take the artifact. You see, we're not going anywhere. Viridian is our home, and now that you've returned, we can defend it. And Lucius, I think, at this point steps forward and is like, um, excuse me, uh, hold on a second. We know that there's another Ironhawk ship here, and even if it's a smaller ship, they probably outmatch my ship. And I haven't really seen any evidence of any other ships around here. I don't know that you're going to be able to fend them off. And Demetrius like turns his gaze on Lucius and Lucius gets this like knot in the pit of his stomach. Oh, young man, I don't know if you understand how these things work, but 
we are tasked with a very important purpose here. And if we don't fulfill that purpose, well, generations of our people will have lived and died for nothing. And I think it's very important that you understand that we are not going anywhere. And Lucius turns to Adelie, and Adelie is sort of like, has at this point bowed her head a little bit and is silent. And he says, no, I don't think you understand, Demetrius. The Iron Hawks are going to find you eventually, and they're going to kill you and your people, and then they're going to take what they want because that's what they do. And I think Benedict laughs a little bit and is like, I'd like to see them try. I've already killed at least a dozen, if not more, of their hunting parties. And let me tell you, boy, they're not all that skilled. Not like the stories. And Demetrius says, Besides, now we have our weapon back. We can take the fight directly to them. And he gestures and says, Adelie, come stand by me while we discuss these things. I want to show you some new information we've discovered. And he sort of gestures vaguely towards the pool. And Adelie obeys. She walks to his side and Lucius is standing there. Kind of shares a a glance with Lieutenant Mila. And Lieutenant Mila, they're at ease. But Lucius can tell that they are slightly uncomfortable with the, the posturing that's going on. And Lucius turns back and says... I understand this is your your home and this is where you raised your children or whatever happened with your order. But the Iron Hawks are not just run-of-the-mill mercenaries. They are tenacious and they're going to try and kill you all. And it doesn't matter whether you have more advanced technology because you have access to this ascendancy artifact, there are more of them, and I can guarantee you that their technology is just fine. Please come with us. Let us take you away from this place, and we can try something else. We can we can go join Lodestar, and your people will be safe. Your technology will be safe. Everything will be better than it is here. You won't have to hide in caves. And he's going to try and persuade Demetrius to listen. So we're going to, I think, do this with heart. So he's trying to charm, pacify, encourage, or barter. And that is going to be rolling plus heart. Plus two on this roll. All right, I've got a five on the action die, and I've got a one and two on the challenge dice, which is a strong hit. So on a strong hit, they do what I want and agree to my conditions, and I get plus one momentum, which actually takes my momentum to the max at 10. So I think Demetrius like listens to this and then turns to Adelie and says, Adelie, what do you think? Do you agree with this outsider that we will not be able to overcome these iron hawks? And Adelie lifts her chin and says, I do agree with him. We've faced them on a number of occasions and have barely escaped with our lives. Our, our brothers and sisters were not so fortunate. 
if we stay here, they will hunt us and corner us and they will keep us at bay until there are enough of them to hunt us down and kill them. And she spares a glance over at Benedict and says, even a mighty warrior like Benedict will eventually fall when stabbed by enough blades. Demetrius sort of steeples his fingers, thinking, turns back to the pool, crouches down, I think mutters a few words in uh, this ancient language that Lucius has heard Adelie chanting in, and kind of like waves his hand out over the pool. And I think Lucius is kind of like peering a little bit to see if he can see anything. And to his eyes, it just looks like the pool is rippling from the continued like fall of water out of the rock face. And then Demetrius stands back up and turns back and says, very well, we will go with you aboard your ship. We will take our artifact with us and we will leave our home. But in order to do so, we're going to have to call in those of our people who are out trying to keep these iron hawks at bay. It will take a little bit of time. And Lucia says, that's, that's fine as long as we're out of here before any of those iron hawks show up. And Demetrius says, agreed. I will send out word immediately. Now there is the matter of our artifact. And he turns to Adelie and says, how much do you trust this Lucius Tarquin? And Adelie says, I trust him with my life. And Demetrius says, very well, Mr. Tarquin, please step forward. And Lucius steps forward and approaches the edge of this pool. And Demetrius points down into it and says, the artifact is down there, but it is not something that we can easily reach. There is a way, but it is a long descent. And we do not take that route because of the defenses that the artifact manifests. Only a paragon can proceed down that way, but in order for a paragon to do so, they must have a companion who can keep them connected with our reality. The things that a paragon faces down that path can be mind-altering, and it is important for them to have someone to ground them. From what Adelie says, you are someone she trusts. And if you will go with her, it may be easier to remove the artifact than trying to dredge it up from the pool. And Lucia says, I, I will go. I, I will. Absolutely. If Adelie wants to and turns to look at her and she kind of looks at Lucius, looks at Demetrius and then says, I can do it very well. Demetrius steps away from the pool, kind of walks around to where the waterfall is coming down and presses a hand against the stone and the stone like it looks like he just pushes his hand through the stone there is a doorway here that a paragon can pass through if you go now you may be able to return by the time we've gathered the people and lucius and adelie nod to each other lucius turns to lieutenant mila and says Lieutenant Mila, stay here and oversee the evacuation. 
and they nod and say, we'll do no problem. And Lucius and Adelie step around to the side and both take a deep breath and then step through the rock face. So first of all, I'm going to mark another progress on my vow to keep the Ascendancy Artifact out of the hands of the Ironhawks by successfully compelling the Order to abandon their home. And then I think the approach to this artifact is going to be an expedition. So we're going to go ahead and undertake an expedition. I'm just going to say that it's reach the artifact site, and I'm going to call it a dangerous expedition. I don't necessarily want to make this formidable as well because I don't want to drag it out as much, but I definitely don't want it to be super easy. So they step through, and as soon as they pass through this like wall, and it's a weird feeling, I think for Lucius, he immediately recognizes the same feeling as when he stepped through the shield at Rampart, that this is some sort of ascendancy technology that would keep most things or people out unless they emit the correct frequency. And because Adelie is the paragon who has gained her powers from this artifact, there's something in her like person, like her energy field or whatever that has been altered by the artifact to emit this frequency. And so as he passes through with her, he can feel almost this resistance to his presence. And that resistance gives way as Adelie is sort of takes hold of his hand and the two of them pass through unimpeded. And I think to start this, they're going to begin moving with vigilance so they emerge onto the other side and we're going to roll plus wits on our first undertake an expedition move as they go through potentially an ascendancy ancient site so we're going to roll plus wits it's plus three here we go all right i've got an eight on the action die i've got a five and a three on the challenge dice and it's another strong hit i don't want to say it because I know that if I say it, it's going to change. But I have to say it anyways, because that's where the fun is. I've not rolled anything other than a strong hit this episode. And I gotta admit, I'm getting a little scared of that. So with a strong hit, we reach a waypoint. And we're gonna mark progress. So it's a dangerous expedition, so I'm gonna mark two progress. Again, all of our progress tracks are out of 10. So we're at two out of 10 so far. And we're gonna reach a waypoint. And I'm going to go back over to my oracles and I'm going to take a roll on the descriptor and focus to see what this waypoint looks like. All right. So it is abundant, abundant crossing. Okay. So they enter through this wall and I think on the other side of the wall, instead of it being a small, like narrow passage, it's actually this open cavern And there are all sorts of, they look like rock because it looks like it's carved out of the interior of this, this canyon that they're inside of. But I think that there are actually like the cavern itself is rock, but the connecting platforms, these bridges that cross from one side to the other, they're actually made of iron 
And it almost as if the iron was shaped out of the canyon, out of the stone. And there were probably 10, 15, 20 of these bridges that lattice work around this cavern. And Adelie and Lucius look at it. Lucius says, oh, that's uh, unexpected. Um, Adelie, do you know which way to go? The initial platform that they're on with the wall to their back, there are like five that branch off from here and then they go to other platforms and then there are more that branch out from there. And she points to the right and says, I think it's this way. And together they head in that direction. And uh, we're going to go ahead and continue being vigilant as we undertake another leg of this expedition. <laughs> uh, I knew it. I knew it. I, I had to say it. I had to say it. So I have a four on the action die, and I've got a seven and a nine on the challenge dice for a miss. So I am waylaid by a crisis. I arrive at a waypoint to confront a dire threat. I do not get to mark progress, and we have to pay the price. Now, I have a momentum of 10, so I could burn that momentum right now to turn this into a strong hit, but that would leave me with only two momentum, because I would reset back to two. So I like there's a part of me that wants to do that to make this expedition a little bit easier. But there's a part of me that also wants to hold on to that momentum for something else. So I'm going to roll on the waypoint, the descriptor and focus again to see what it is. And then we're going to pay the price because I'm going to I'm going to leave that miss. So we got 37 expansive and 40 hideaway, <laughs> an expansive hideaway. Okay. So they followed the route that Adelie sets, and it takes them down to another platform, down to another platform, and they're going deeper and deeper into the wall, into the canyon, but inside the rock. And as they reach this like third platform, there's a small archway that leads off into another room, and Adelie heads off in that direction. And as they enter that new section it is another cavern and it's again huge but instead of the previous cavern which had all of these bridges and uh, walkways this one is seemingly practically empty there's a, a just a stone floor that leads out across and then i think that there are little indentations in the walls and we are going to pay the price and i'm going to ask the oracle something because this is a hideaway i'm going to say is there some sort of creature hiding in this room and i think the answer is almost certainly yes so almost certain 11 or greater is going to be a yes 19 so yes there is some sort of creature lurking in this room and when Lucius and Adelie enter the room, they alert this creature to their presence. They disturb it in some way. Maybe it's their voices. Maybe there is some shifting of rock or something that happens because they're in there. But it disturbs this creature. And there just so happen to be creature oracles to roll on. So why don't we go ahead and do that? 
So we are on land. See how big it is. 43. It's a person-sized creature. Okay. And let's see what it is. 12. A beast or mammal. All right. So it's some sort of beast. A person-sized beast. All right. So let's take a couple looks at its basic form. 70. Many-eyed. 59. And scarred. And then we're going to roll on the encountered behavior as well. 66. Pack hunter. Ooh, so there are multiple of these. All right, so Lucius and Adelie step into this room, and they're kind of like looking around, and Adelie, I think she sort of stumbles a little bit, and she goes, Lucius, there's something wrong in this room. And Lucius says, should we go somewhere else? Are we in the wrong, did we go the wrong way? And Adelie shakes her head and says, no, we have to go on. And she points across the room, and there's another archway on the far side of this room. And I, I'm going to take it back. I'm going to say that there are. it's not just a flat rock. There are, like, rock formations throughout this cavern. And she, like, points past these rock formations at this arch on the other side. And she says, no, we, we must go on. The way forward is through there. I can sense it. I can almost hear the artifact calling, but there's something else. There's something else calling. And as she says that, those rock formations start to stir. And all of a sudden, Lucia says, um, Adelie, I think I know what you're sensing. As these rock formations turn into these six-legged, multi-eyed creatures, and their hides look like they're made of rock, um, and there are all these, like, cracks in them that look like these gnarly scars, um, as if somebody came along with, like, a laser excavator and was, like, trying to excavate the stones, and, like, there's all these jagged, like, pits and cracks in the stone and two four six of them like come out of this sort of hibernation and turn and like snarl at lucius and adelie and they start to spread out around them and adelie says oh no i can sense them they're hungry they've been in stasis for a long time And they're very, very hungry. And Lucius says, Brutus, deploy weapons platforms. And Brutus starts to deploy their weapon platforms. So these creatures just came out of hibernation. I think there's a chance that uh, Lucius and Adelie can get past them and escape this room before they have like fully uh, awoken from this hibernation. So I'm going to say that there is going to be a face danger with speed, mobility, and agility. They're going to try and make it to the other side. Uh, And I think as part of that, I'm going to use Brutus to secure an advantage to, like, try and draw some of their attention. 
so uh, I'm going to do that with command, basically. I'm, I'm commanding Brutus to fire at them. I think Lucius is also sort of firing at them. And then Adelie is too weak to do anything right at this moment. She's still thrown off by the weirdness of this room. And so we're going to do command as Lucius commands Brutus to fire and try to draw their attention. And we're going to roll plus heart on our secure and advantage. So I've got a four on the action die. I've got a three and a nine on the challenge dice for a weak hit. So I can either take plus two momentum or I can add plus one to my next move, which I've already got full momentum. So I'm going to take the plus one on our face danger as we roll plus edge to try and get to the other side of this cavern before these creatures hunt us down. And I think if we can get to the other side successfully, we are going to evade having to fight these six gnarly creatures. So we're going to roll plus edge, which is plus two, plus one for my secure and advantage. So I'm at plus three. Come on, dice. All right. So I've got an eight on the action die. I've got a 10 and a six on the challenge dice. So I've got a weak hit. So we succeed, but at a troublesome cost. Make a suffer move. So I think the suffer move that makes the most sense here is actually a loss of momentum. It's, it's a pretty easy one. It's a pretty light consequence. What that represents is that they make it past these creatures. They get through the other side. And I think there's something that actually keeps those creatures in that room. So they make it to the other side, but... They're so shaken by the encounter with those creatures that it takes them a few minutes to like recover before they move on to the next leg of this expedition. Now, while they have to wait to continue the expedition, we do not. We're going to continue to try and stay vigilant and roll plus wits for our next leg of our expedition. I have a... Five on the action die, a one and a seven on the challenge dice for a weak hit. So we reach a waypoint and mark progress, but we must also choose one. Suffer cost en route or face a complication at the waypoint. So I'm going to mark two more progress. We're going to envision the waypoint with another descriptor in focus. 31, desolate. 12, blockade. Desolate blockade. Lucius and Adelie made their way through that room with the the rock creatures and took a moment to rest and then continued on. And again, they're continuing like down this passageway that is leading them deeper and deeper into the canyon. And then I think they reach a place where there is another shield and it is different than the ones before in that they are unable to pass through it and Adelie is I think recovered a little bit from her experience in the in that room and she says Lucius I think this barrier knows we're coming for the core of the artifact and I think it's a defense mechanism and Lucius sort of nods and says I that makes sense uh the Ascendancy, everything I've learned from in my studies of ascendancy technology, it was incredibly advanced. And I wouldn't be surprised if there was some reactive defensive mechanisms protecting sites like these. But we uh, we have to press on. We can't go back. 
And Adelie says, I, I agree. So she says, I can get us through, but it's possibly dangerous. And Lucius kind of looks around. It's all dangerous, Adelie. It's okay. We'll figure it out. And Adelie says, are you sure? And Lucius says, yeah, let's do it. Very well. And she extends her hand out towards the barrier and she reaches over and grabs a hold of Lucius's arm and she closes her eyes and starts to chant as she does so this glow of light starts in the palm of her hand and Lucius feels this clenching of his chest as it is almost like she is sapping energy out of him and he's just like oh 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 and i'm going to as a consequence of that weak hit for undertaking the expedition we're going to take a hit to lucius's spirit so that's going to go down to four out of five and we're going to take another momentum hit so it is going to be eight momentum now and lucius is at four out of five spirit we can see this is taking a physical toll on her as well as she is like, uh, and then forces her hand through the barrier and pulls Lucius with her through to the other side. Now, once they are on the other side, it seems to be uh, kind of pretty open at that point. And I think they're going to take a moment and explore the room on the other side of this barrier thinking that maybe there is some reason why that barrier was here specifically. So when you divert from an expedition to scout a notable location, roll plus wits. So our wits are three, and here we go. Six on the action die. I've got a four and a nine on the challenge dice, so it's a weak hit. Uncover something interesting but is bound up in a complication or reveals an ominous new aspect of this place envision what you encounter and take plus one momentum so the momentum goes back up to nine and i think the complication or ominous new aspect of this place that is revealed is that as they pass through this barrier they're no longer inside the cavern walls of this canyon but lucius and adelie now find themselves in the depths of an ascendancy ship buried deep inside this canyon on Viridian. Thanks for listening to Errant Adventures. If you enjoyed the show, please tell your friends, family, pets, or really anybody you want about it. And head over to Apple Podcasts to leave a review so more people can find the show. If you want to chat with me, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at ErrantSolopod, or you can email me at ErrantSolopod at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>